This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. An oil pipeline has spilled an undetermined amount of crude on the Crow Indian Reservation and may have been leaking for months before it was discovered. The spill was spotted earlier this week by a rancher checking his cows several miles east of Fort Smith near the Montana-Wyoming border. Crude oil could be seen on top of the soil in a deep ravine covering an area about 15 yards wide and 100 yards long. Vernon Hill, with the Crow Disaster and Emergency Services, said it looked like it was just this past winter when it broke. Quote, it was probably underneath the snow and the snow melted and we were able to see it. Hill did not know if the pipeline was still leaking. The plaintiffs in two separate lawsuits challenging the legislature's constitutional carry law on college campuses will be refiling their complaints in district court following the Montana Supreme Court's dismissal of both petitions on Wednesday. House Bill 102 allows concealed carry of firearms across much of the Montana University system. Both lawsuits filed last week say that's an infringement by the legislature on the regent's authority over the university system, as outlined in the Montana Constitution. The Supreme Court's dismissal states that, despite assertions of urgency made by the regents and others, a requested stay temporarily blocking implementation of the law on campuses until the litigation is resolved could be obtained in a district court. Other parties involved in the lawsuit, alongside the Montana Federation of Public Employees, include the Faculty Senate at Montana State University, the Montana University System Faculty Association Representative, and the University of Montana-based Public Interest Research Group. Their challenge includes not only House Bill 102, but three other laws passed by the legislature, that they say similarly infringe on the constitutional powers of the regents. Republican Attorney General Austin Knudsen issued an opinion Thursday labeling critical race theory and some anti-racism programs taught in schools as discriminatory and said they violate federal and state law. Knudsen's decision bans the practice, It came after the Republican Superintendent of Public Instruction, Elsie Arnson, requested earlier this month that Knudsen weigh in on the issue. Montana, with the decision, becomes the latest of several Republican-controlled states to criticize critical race theory as an attempt to pit racial groups against each other and teach that certain groups are responsible for injustices in the past. Supporters of the theory say it is a way to look at how race and racism have shaped the nation. Knudsen's binding opinion states that certain activities that fall under the umbrella of critical race theory teaching violate U.S. and state constitutions. Possible activities being banned include forcing people to admit white privilege or reflect on their racial identities, assigning fault, blame, or bias to a race, grading students differently based on race, and offering training or assignments that force students or employees to support concepts such as racial privilege. 
Schools and government and public workplaces could lose state funding and be liable for damage from lawsuits if they offer critical race theory training or activities. The Biden administration is calling for new protections under the Endangered Species Act to the Lesser Prairie Chicken on Wednesday, a move with major consequences for the oil and gas industry. U.S. Fish and Wildlife officials propose listing the endangered bird living in Texas and New Mexico, whose range overlaps the oil and gas-rich Permian Basin. The agency stopped short of awarding the same protections to the bird's northern population in Oklahoma and Kansas on the grounds that those numbers had not declined as drastically. The decision is one of nearly two dozen new conservation measures the administration has adopted in the past four months, underscores President Biden's push to unravel his predecessor's environmental policies. In a separate move Wednesday, the Environmental Protection Agency abolished a rule restricting what sorts of studies the agency can use to craft public health rules. A grizzly bear researcher says the northern Rockies could support hundreds more grizzlies and says the Bitterroot Mountains in particular have much more carrying capacity for the big bears. Dr. David Matson says the projected recovery of up to 450 bears is, quote, far short of what habitat can handle. Dr. Matson is a lecturer and visiting senior scientist at the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies. He's a research associate at the Northern Rockies Conservation Cooperative and adjunct faculty at Northern Arizona University. Quote, if we look at estimates for how many grizzly bears can be supported by, say, just the Bitterroot Recovery Act, it's anywhere from 320 to 450 bears all by itself. Matson and Friends of the Clearwater and Wild Earth Guardians, among others, are calling for urgent executive and legislative action in a series of letters sent to Congress and the agencies of the Biden administration. Matson maintains there needs to be thousands of bears in the northern Rockies, including Idaho, if the long-term survival of grizzlies is going to be assured and says that more attention should be focused on educating residents to coexist with the bears. One measure the groups are advocating is to have local ranchers voluntarily give up their grazing permits to ease conflicts between bears and livestock. A union representing 650 nurses at Kalispell's Logan Health, formerly the Kalispell Regional Healthcare Facility, has informed administration they will be walking off the job for three days starting June 1st, claiming the hospital is not bargaining in good faith or paying nurses competitive wages compared to other Montana health care facilities. The strike notice comes after the nurses, represented by the Service Employees International Union, have tried to negotiate a contract for more than a year and a half. The union says Logan Health, again, that was the Kalispell Regional Healthcare Facility, has not been properly staffing nursing units throughout the hospital in recent years, 
to the detriment of patient care. The union is proposing to reinstate a charged nurse on all units, establish a nurse staffing committee so that nurses have a voice in staffing decisions, and increase wages and benefits so the hospital can retain employees. Hospital officials say they are bargaining in good faith, but the union's demand are unrealistic. The Daily Interlake reported in February that nurses are asking for a 13% raise. In March, the hospital announced nearly $11 million in pay raises for all non-union employees. At that time, it raised the minimum wage for non-clinical staff from $8.50 to $13 an hour and for clinical staff to $14 an hour. The union notes, however, that the hospital has spent millions of dollars in recent years on expansion and corporate rebranding, changing the name to Logan Health from Kalispell Regional. Officials at the hospital say that move will cost 800000 to $1 million. Forecasters on the Clark Fork River say that it will reach minor flood stage above Missoula over the weekend. It's expected to crest Saturday morning. The National Weather Service says flooding of some low-lying areas along the river is possible. Montana health officials reported 129 new cases of COVID-19 on Thursday, and three more residents have died due to the virus. Confirmed active cases in the state are now 816, up from 768 the day before. The pandemic's death toll in Montana reached 1,610 people on Thursday. Active hospitalizations are up two from the day before to 66. The virus has put 5,261 Montanans in the hospital since the start of the pandemic. Over 111,600 Montanans have now tested positive for COVID-19. Over 109,000 are considered to be recovered. The number of COVID-19 vaccines in Montana passed 805,000 on Tuesday. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio Network or KGRT-DB webpage. The podcast has listeners in 33 countries and provinces in now 21 countries on six continents. We also will post the stories on Facebook on the J. Scott and Treasure State Radio Network pages. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMR in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.